0: Yo yo, yo. Welcome to a very special 100th episode of Throwback Hoops. I'm your host today, Lala, and I'm joined by my throwback OGs, Woody V, and the man who shoots the deep from the three. Robbie C. How you doing, my guys? Sub, Lala. All right, yeah, so we've got a really fun-filled episode today. Uh, we're going to crack through, uh, run, run through some of the great moments that we've had in the last 99 episodes, and we're also going to crack open a classic pack of cards at the end, Woody's favorite. I'm sure he's excited for that. Um, but before we get right into it, uh, be sure to subscribe and follow uh, wherever you listen to the podcast. So if that's on YouTube or Spotify, follow and keep up with the latest updates. Uh, so, in spirit of the podcast and its name, Throwback Hoops, we're going to talk about the throwbacks we're rocking. So, Woods, who you got there today, my guy?
1: I'm going to stand up. I only think the audience is Lala.
0: Yeah, yeah. Here we go. We got Atlanta 15, and it's a VC jersey. Yeah, boy. And the shorts and the hat. Wow.
1: Yeah, so I, uh, thanks, Lyle. So I, I, I thought that, you know, this is one jersey I wanted to wear for a hundred episodes, but I haven't found the opportunity I thought I'd save it for the special episode. Um, let me just take you through a little bit about Vince Carter. Uh, he was the fifth overall pick in the 1998 NBA draft, had a career that spanned, you know, over 20 years. He played in three separate decades, right? The 90s, the noughties, and the 10s. And the 20s, actually, the early 20s as well, Robbie, oh, right? Yeah. So um, he's a t- t- Toronto, New Jersey, Orlando, Phoenix, Dallas, Memphis, Sacramento, and finished off with our Atlanta Hawks. Eight-time NBA All-Star, uh, All-NBA second-teamer, All-NBA third-teamer, NBA Rookie of the Year, uh, NBA All-Rookie first-team, the slam dunk uh, contest champion in uh, 2000, uh, McDonald's All-American, represented the country, he was a cultural icon Vince Carter did for the game of basketball transcends the sport. Um, what are your thoughts and, and memories of Vince Carter? Maybe I'll throw it to you first Lala.
0: Man, that dunk contest is like, you, it gives me chills, like thinking about it and watching it. Right. The, those dunks were amazing and, and not even just the athleticism he shows it's the way the build-up happens. Like no one has done a dunk comp as well, like as a showman, as he has. Right. And, and just that, and just the, the, the of his, you know, the stats don't speak to what he actually did for the NBA, for Canada, you know, for Toronto, for putting them on the map. Like he's, he's, as you said, a cultural icon and like that, I think goes well beyond the game, the sport, just, just everything, you know, VC is, is one of my, I would say up there top three, I would say for me, Vince Carter, for
1: sure. Well, that dunk contest was extremely famous and we'll talk about Lielis a bit later today. Uh, when, when we like, what made the dunk contest so marketable in those 80s and 90s periods was the fact that the big guys, the Jordans, the Dominiques, the Vince Carters, the Sean Kemps, those guys all used to participate in the dunk contest. Now it's hard to find, uh, you know, these, um, you know, top level players willing to partake in it. So that was really great. Another thing, Robbie, we talk about players who struggle to, you know, adapt their game as they get a bit older. And, uh, and and, and had that longevity in their careers. We think about a guy like Alan Iverson that wasn't willing to take a lesser role. A guy like Vince Carter really transformed his game towards his career, became a, a knockdown shooter, a veteran in the locker room, and a big part of why his career lasted so long was his ability to be able to adapt,
2: correct? Oh, for sure. look, I was gonna mention the longevity as well. You mentioned yep. playing across three separate decades is amazing. Um four, right, he, he managed to four, sort of- Four decades. Um, yeah, 90s, correct, 90s, 90s yeah, 100%. Yeah. yeah, stand corrected. Yeah. Um, and yeah, like you said, sort of being that locker room presence, he really turned into a decent three point shooter. He's a bit of, you know, he'd sit in the corner and shoot those threes at the end. I know everyone at his time, um, at the Hawks loved him. He had a pretty big influence on Trey on those few years and that became a bit of a, you know, assistant coach as a player type thing there. And Such a knowledgeable player. Um, I think it's true what Lala said as well. He really put, you know, basketball in Canada on the map, you know, with his time at the Raptors there. Um, yeah, someone I remember very fondly as well. Yeah, towards the He's end there, he he
0: did, he did quite well, didn't he? Like, I yeah. he he didn't fade as badly as you would think. Someone who's played in four, as you say, four four separate decades, a guy he, he did not fade at all. His skill was still there. He adapted, as you say, shooting that three really well in that in the Atlanta at the end there. It was I'm really sure. sad that he kind of. It was surely very quiet, the, surely the best in.
2: in-game dunker as well, right? Um, yeah. I mean, I'm wearing what I think is probably the second best, but for me, he'd be the best in-game dunker. Sean Kemp's probably up there. Sean Kemp's up there, um, yeah. but yeah, I mean, it's fitting that we're, we're both wearing some um, high-flying um, players on our jerseys today. But yeah, no, I like that one. woods. Oh, yeah, i was mentioning as well. He
1: stayed involved in the game as an analyst in various different aspects. So it's great to see some of these legends of the game staying involved post um, post their playing. Yeah. yeah,
0: nice. So Robbie, who you got here today?
2: Thanks, Laila. So, look, I've, I've already sort of featured and spoken about these guys probably in a bit of length on, on previous episodes there, but I guess just a quick recap. So, hanging over my shoulder, it's one of my very first jerseys, my Ricky Grace jersey. Um, yeah, really love that one there. Um, it's, you don't find many jerseys like that, do you, Woods, in that sort of condition and everything. I have really looked after that one. Clearly, you know, way too small for me now, but um you know ricky amazing grace you know a guy that you know was one of the wildcats all-time greats played for the boomers had a couple of 10-day contracts with the atlanta hawks so um you yeah, know, along with andrew Gates, they're, they're definitely my favorite of NBA players and andrew parkinson is a close third um and look everyone knows for dominique i mean my love for the hawks started i'm gonna say i think it was 84 or 85 um i was around sort of six or seven at the time so probably not going to find someone that's gone for the hawks as, as long as me um you know a lot of um tough times there, still waiting for that first championship. But, um, you know, I'll always stay loyal and true to them. And yeah, Dominic's just, you know. In terms of having an idol when you're a kid he was my idol there um you know it's still so great to watch the hawks games and i watch every hawks game now and, and dominic's one of the commentators there that's pretty special sort of hearing in chat there and um got a lot of dominic memorabilia around the house as i'm sure you know you guys have seen there but i want to stand up and show you this old school dominic one i know you like this one woods because i think you had this um jersey I got the up same your, jersey wedding I still cape, do. It, I think? I like, yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. I still, I still got the awesome.
1: same jersey <laughs> So Robbie's wearing the old school, Dominique Wilkins, 21, Fox jersey. That's the Adidas one, yeah?
2: No, uh, um, uh, this is a Reebok one. Yep, and yep, Woods, yep, I'm yep. sure I've told you that story, right? So back in the day, it was pretty hard to find out NBA news. So my brother and I used to stay up and watch sports tonight. So every every night it would be on around 11 o'clock. Um, Tim Webster would usually host it. He pretty much coughed his way through the whole um, episode because he was a chain smoker there. Um and he basically mentioned at the end of this episode, we just start to see some um, scores, right? And he basically mentioned, oh, and in NBA news, um, Atlanta Hawks superstar Dominique Wilkins has been traded to the LA Clippers for Danny Manning. Um, <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I think I was 11 or 12 at the time. I stormed out of the room. I was in massive anger. And then pretty much a minute after that, the tears started flowing. Um, and I will never forget that moment. I also will never ever like Danny Manning as those. Regular watchers of the show will remember weena, that. But I'll weena. never remember that moment. I think it was a Friday night um, when they broke the news there and I, I was heartbroken. I probably still never forgiven the horse for that, to be honest. Um, I just don't know why they did that, um, especially for a hack like Danny Manning. But um, yeah, it's a little story about about Dominique as well. But i um, looking forward to see statue in um, around three months time when we when we make the trek to Atlanta. So it's going to be a special occasion. I might even wear this jersey there and get a photo in front of the statue. So look out for those on, on socials we really should. Yeah. And
1: Lala, I might as well also mention that it, me and Robbie are in a unique situation where Ricky Grace, Josh Childress, two of our favorite players representing our local franchises, the Perth Wildcats and Sydney Kings, also played for our NBA franchise, the Atlanta Hawks. So that's pretty cool that, that you, you think that, that that has happened, that these guys have crossed over both um, the NBL and the NBA with our favorite franchises. So that's pretty, that's pretty very, cool. That's very cool. It's very cool.
0: Um and nice. for me today, I'm rocking an Atlanta Hawks Spud Web jersey number nice. four. Um I've I've had this on the show before and I'm wearing it today because this is our hundredth episode. The logo is the hawk. It's all about the hawks, so I'm I'm here representing that. And um in the back, you guys have spoken about him before, but I've got the glove, Gary Um Peyton in the background, a, a gold edition jersey over there. It's quite nice. I quite like it. I haven't haven't really worn it. You know, the gold's a bit hard to wear. <laughs> it is a nice jersey. um So yeah. They're, hey, Lola. Like...
2: Would you say you um your style in our Thursday night uh com is a little bit Gary Payton like? I call you the defensive yeah, yeah, player of the, the year with a for a reason, right? DPOY. That's it, man. I yeah.
0: try and try and lock down on defense. I mean, oh, I like I, it. My, my jumper is not helping me, so I need to do something somewhere. So that's <laughs> no, the part of well, the, the floor Definitely I'm helping doesn't Talk about. as much. Definitely doesn't talk. <laughs> no luckily. Luck, luck, <laughs> yeah, luck, yeah. Luck. <laughs> I don't have the, the game, uh, the talking game as, as he used to. So uh, yeah. I wish I, I wish i had his hops mind you but that's uh yeah Thick jersey though man yeah man I, I like these two i like these two um so yeah that's that's our jersey so looking good today um so i guess we'll we'll uh jump off into the next part i guess this we're going to talk through some of our favorite moments in the in the past 99 episodes there's been so many guests and and so many good moments through the through the what is it it's been a year over a year and a half maybe yeah, yeah,
2: really. Maybe I'll just have a quick interjection before we go yeah. to that bit, lower. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah. yeah, look, I think it was around September, 2021, we started. So it's, it's well over two years now. Um, it was right around that COVID time. So just a little bit of backstory on it there. Woods and I have been talking about doing something like this for years. You know, we, we chat all the time and message all the time. It's about stuff happening in the basketball world. And we always thought, you know, we're a big podcasters. We'd love to, to do something like that ourselves. And I think I'm right, Woods. We kind of talked about it, but nothing ever eventuated. Um, I think the COVID thing kind of, um, we just decided we'd give it a go, right? Um, and look, I'm I'm just so glad we we actually did do this. Um, I know we'll talk about it a little bit later, but it's really allowed us to make some great friends and connections with people that share our similar um, interests and love of the sport and the culture there. So um, yeah, it's been a great thing for me personally. I really look forward to, to doing this every week. Um, yeah, so that's a, just a little bit of a, a backstory about how we started. Looking forward to the next 100 as well, right?
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean, COVID was a blessing for a lot of People because it gave you time to do things that you might not have done otherwise.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So having that gap in our lives and needing to focus on something really kick-started this. Um, and I'm really glad that it, uh, you know, that it eventuated because when we started this, if you told me we'd get to 100 episodes in two years, I would have thought, no way, man, that's that's not gonna happen. I have thousands of subscribers listening to our show. Um, and, and this doesn't happen without our followers, our audience, the people who support us every day the people who help us with the show the you know lala you no know? um so thanks to everyone who's contributed anything over the last couple of years um
0: yeah and i think uh the 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 people you've brought in and the subscribers like are all reflections on how good of a job you guys are doing so um you know hats off to you blokes for for doing this turning your passion into something you know and this is a this is a labor of love for both of you so um yeah hats off guys you guys have done amazing to get to 100 you know, when we when you guys first started, you know, I, I wasn't even thinking of a hundred. You know, I'm not sure how you guys. I know you guys were probably projecting, sure, but like, hundred episodes and the guests you guys have had, yeah. like. And Lala,
2: I watched back an old episode the other day and like for starters, my camera was bad and everything else like that. And I could tell how nervous I was just watching that back. I think I might've said absolutely about 25 times on the podcast and just little <laughs> things like that. So I guess you iron out these things and you get more comfortable and everything like that. yeah. But no, I really you're, appreciate you're, you're words of that. That's it. That's it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> amazing. So yeah, hats off guys. You guys have done amazing. Um, so I guess, shall we roll on to the next part of the show? Yeah. yeah. So, look, we're going to just run through some favorite moments uh i guess I'll, I'll start with you woody let's uh, let's talk about your favorite
1: look i would i'd like to talk about michelle timms right um FIBA hall of Famer. um i just heard on the on the broadcast yesterday i don't know if you did robbie that both michelle timms and andrew gaze being nominated
2: for the Naismith so basketball
1: good. hall of fame the and greatest father in well. basketball anthony awesome. taylor yeah do so you think about that two of the Two Australians who who are going to be possibly inducted into the Naismith Basketball Hall of Fame have been guests on this show, um, and and you talk about cultural icons, you know, um, Michelle Tims was that, and you know, I remember her speaking about how um, even men and and young boys used to look after her in that that late eighties period. She was the first Australian to get a contract to play in an overseas league, men or women included, right? Mm-hmm. So. The kind of impact she's had on Australian basketball uh, has been enormous, and and just to say that she's someone we know and have been able to chop it up with her on our program, and that was in the early days, Robbie. I think it was one of the first ten episodes, if I'm not mistaken, right? So, yeah. yeah. Um, what are your thoughts, man? What are your memories of Z?
2: I mean, it was great to talk with her. That's, yeah, definitely I was nervous for that one there. Um, so she, she made us feel really comfortable, didn't she? Um, I know she had a few little internet problems at, at first, when I think she was having to go outside and the dogs are barking and stuff like that, but she really enjoyed the trip down memory lane, didn't she? And you're right, hearing some of those stories, you know, you're absolutely right. I think it was the eighties that she became that first um, Yep. an overseas. Yeah. So that was just amazing sort of hearing about that. And just some of her stories about playing in Phoenix. I mean, I seem to remember I wore a Dan Marley um, jersey that episode, Phoenix Suns um star there. And, you know, she talked about her relationship with Dan and eating at his steakhouse in Phoenix and those sort of things. But um, no, nah, that was great sort of, you know, I mean, look, I mean, I know Lauren Jackson's considered the GOAT there, but I, I think Michelle Timms is probably, you know, very much just a close second to her, along with Penny Taylor, of course, but, you know, what she did in the WNBL, um, WNBA, and then, of course, um, overseas. And she talked about that All-Star game as well, right, Woods? That was pretty yeah. pretty cool hearing about that. I think it was in yeah. New York, from memory? The...
1: No, MSG, yeah, definitely. It was in MSG, and then Cubby came up and shook her and and then right. I love lo- yeah. yeah. her game, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then she, was, um, she played that um, with Steve Nash that um celebrity game which was great um one thing that stands out for me they said lala i'll I'll throw to you here is she's like listen americans they like their sport they like loud music they like to celebrate have fun and at the end of every game when we'd be winning all the girls would be like dancing and like pushing each other around and she's like i'm so white i hate (laughs) dancing i don't do any of that stuff right but when we won game one of the first uh, NBA finals, WNBA finals in 1996, I jumped up onto the scorer's table with the flag. I'm dancing. I'm waving the flag. Um, and, and she talked about how, like, how much it meant to her to have that opportunity. And, and, and you know, there was only, well, I'll tell you something. There was only 16 people, 16 players in the in, in, in the world that got nominated as the marquee players for the inaugural WNBA season, right? So 18 each team could have two players that were their marquee players, right? And 16 players in the world were nominated, right? And at that point, Michelle Timps was considered the greatest point guard on earth. And she was one of the 16 that was in uh, nominated as a marquee player. Um, so what she's achieved uh, on the international stage and overseas, um, all the Olympics, um, she talked about that. Heartbreak of 1988, not quali- qualifying for 1992 and then coming back and winning that bronze medal in 96, becoming the first medalist, uh, first Australian men or women's team to win a medal, right? About yeah. having her and and chopping it up with us telling us all these stories on on the show and and as robbie said she seemed really happy going back down memory lane and some of those stories are, are, are timeless you know it's the kind of episode you can go back and listen to whenever and if you haven't listened to it before it'll still be interesting for you so definitely yeah. stands out for me yeah
0: the same for me definitely that episode when i heard you guys had got her it, i was amazed because that she's as you say she was a. She was, yeah, she was an icon. She was someone I looked up to even as a young boy, you know, um, like Michelle Tims holds a very, a very special place in my heart. So I, I was so rapt to hear her and her stories were yeah, yeah, such a, such a great person, such a normal person, easy to chop it up with. And all those stories were amazing.
1: Yeah. You talk about cultural icons, like Alan Iverson with the cornrows and, and whatnot. Right. You had Michelle Tims diminutive little vanguard with the peroxide, blonde hair and stuff, you know, a cultural icon for us in terms of basketball. So yeah she was just so great with her time and such a board, lovely human words as well i think she inspired
2: yeah. so many um i guess australian you know girls and boys across the country, and boys and also girls but i think sure. people could relate to her a bit more And you see someone like lauren jackson she's you know six foot five she's a giant sort of thing michelle timms is I don't know what she's listed at, 5'7", maybe, something like that. Um, I think people could relate to her a little bit more, right? So people were were sort of seeing what she could do on the basketball court, you know, playing against a a game against a lot of tall people and that seeing what she could produce, and it inspired them to sort of pick up the game. So I think she's had that real legacy on, you know, certainly on Australian basketball with um, getting people involved in the game. Definitely, I agree.
1: And just before we finish up, one final thing I wanted to mention is that 96 win, right, when they won that first-ever medal, she said, I know how Patty Mills felt, with, you know, and him and Joe Ingles won that, won that gold, uh, bronze medal recently, right? Uh, at the Olympics. They did it for all those that came before them and didn't have that opportunity to do it. So in 96, we were doing the same thing for everyone that came before us, right? So for her to make that comp between their 96 win and, and, and the boomers as well was, um, was very apt. Um, and, and yeah, I mean, both, both those victories will go down in Australian basketball folklore. So
0: that's true great now that, that was amazing it was great having her on um and uh robbie we mentioned his name earlier but who uh who was your favorite
2: moment well kind of from one go to another right so i wanted to talk about the time we had andrew gaze on the show so it was episode 16 back in january 2022 so it's you know nearly two years ago now um i've got to say when woods and i started i think we wrote a little bit of a list of you know who we'd who we get on the show um and then kind of a second list of who we'd just love to have on the show and we've still got some names on that now i think i've got dominique on that list He, you he know, hasn't replied to me yet but maybe one day but one of the ones that we said we'd just love to hand andrew gaze you know he was someone that woody and i just looked up to so much um someone that you know never played for the teams that woods and i went for yet we still you know he's probably uh, you know in our top three favorite players of all time in the nbl um so you know when i Reached out to Andrew Gaze and then got this email back from him. It was just a special moment. And that was probably the most nervous I've been, I think, you know, organizing and getting a podcast started there. Um, if you remember rightly, Woods, it didn't totally go to plan this episode. So, nah. um, I remember I was off work at the time. So I think it was a Friday we were recording, right? And let's say we had it booked for three o'clock, right? So Woods is working at the time. We both logged on at three o'clock and I may have told this story again, but I'll, I'll briefly tell it again. Um, Got to five past three, ten past three, twenty past three. He still didn't turn up, and we're like, "Oh man, I think he stood us up here." You know, that's what's going on. You know, it's really disappointing. I was so nervous and sort of focused to do it, and all that sort of adrenaline just started going down. I had everything set up, all the notes ready and stuff. Um, so I think at three thirty we called it right. Woods. Woods is like, "I've got to get back to work here. Um, let me know if he does show up or if you hear back from him." Right. So I sent him an email at the time. Um, what I did, because I didn't have to go back to work, I actually left the recording running, right? So I went into the next room and was reading some of Body Nodge's book of of all things right. So shout out to, to Body. Um we're a big fan of his. He's also been in one of our earlier episodes. Um and so I was in the room next door and I could kind of hear a bit of noise, right? Didn't think anything of it. And then I sort of heard someone yelling out, Hello, in a voice like that. I'm like, Look at that? Like that. Walk back in and Andrew Gaze is kinda of like looking on the camera so he's basically on there i'm like oh my god he's here so i said oh you know one second andrew I went and rang woods i'm like drop everything he's on the podcast let's go like that i think this is about four o'clock so it's about an hour after we'd sort of planned yeah there. um so i always remember that and it was funny i went from being really nervous when we started just i had that quick chat with him and you could see he was just the big grin that we always see from him. He was really up for it and that. And it made me loose and relaxed. And I think it probably made us, you know, ask him better questions there. But in terms of, you know, what we talked about on that show, I mean, I definitely recommend people listen to it. I, I played it back this week and it put a smile on my face. You know, we went for nearly ninety minutes there, and that's ninety minutes with, you know, Australia's greatest ever basketball, someone that, as Woody said, is gonna, you know, likely get named in the namesmith, you know, Hall of Fame for for world players, um, you know, later this year. So um Look, so many things to talk about that he spoke about then. Um, For me, it was probably just hearing some of those old players and old names and just hearing how enthusiastic he was. Thought he was a real good historian. Woods, he had a real good memory and recollection of things. You know, we were bringing up old players, and you could tell he was kind of impressed with that and everything. But hearing some of those stories, you know, I rocked a Sean Elliott, San Antonio Spurs jersey, um, that episode. His face lit up when he saw that one. He told some great stories. And, and remember, Woods, he said how much of a great guy Sean Elliott was and that he, he loved playing with him there. Um, I'll tell a couple other stories. One that I really liked, um, you can probably see hanging behind me uh, that way, is the old signed Andrew Gay shoe he was really up on seeing that um he was really excited about that um had a few laughs because i told him a lot of people have said to me that's great but where's the second shoe you know so he actually told me that that would have been a game-worn shoe as well so that was really nice knowing that one behind me is it a shoe that was actually would have been worn in an nbl game or a boomers game whatever whatever it might have been there so um look i'll tell a few other stories um just how humble andrew gaze was and I'll, maybe i'll throw that to, to you woods um that really came across doesn't it i think you sort of see that side of him he's you know a a jovial sort of guy he's um you know he's he can laugh at himself he doesn't have that ego and stuff but it really came across in the podcast what what were your memories on on that one woods
1: yeah so Eddie Ellis said that when we had him on the show that his experience with giz is like you can pay him out you can have a joke about him you know take the piss out of him a little bit and he's just one of the boys man he doesn't consider himself uh, on a higher level or anything despite him being an absolute legend of the game right mm-hmm. um and and he made us feel comfortable in such a Quick, quick amount of time that it just flowed so well the podcast he was so um open with sharing his stories and his time in fact we didn't want to go as long as it did but <laughs> we couldn't we couldn't put a good man down because he just wanted to keep talking so um i just think that um his humility and his uh he's just a great human being so
2: and when I was playing that one backwards, he actually, I think I might have said to him, I oh, will have to have you back on for a part two. And he's like, yeah, for sure. So said, look, maybe I'll reach out to him. It's been, you know, nearly two years since we had him on. We can get him back on for a part two and, you know, talk about some of those things. I know we talked about the, you know, the boomers, um, bronze medal win, everything like that. Um, one thing, and I know lala you like this one as well. Um, we mentioned to him earlier in the show that we we're going to be doing classic packs, right? And you could see his mind sort of ticking like that. And his exact words were, were is this a stitch up and i think Wood's both. what does he mean by that and then drew went on to tell the story about when he um was playing for washington there um i think it was a, very, a late game in the season There, they played against golden state um and sort of little known player byron houston um threw a massive dunk down on guys it was as i said at the time it was houston's only points in the game guys actually outscored him but it was a massive dunk, and it just so happened the upper deck, when they made their cards for the next season, featured that dunk there, of all things there. So, Gazy he told the story about, you know, if you see him on there, they've actually taken his name off the back of the jersey. I don't know what that was all about. Yeah. Maybe he wasn't a current NBA player, but um, I know you looked that one up, Lala. What were your thoughts on, on that story yeah, yeah. that he told there?
0: Straight away, on hearing that I, I looked that up, and, you know, very, very... not wasn't the easiest thing to find, was it? It was no. very hard to find, because, I mean, Byron Houston's not a... Well-known pretty player, player Yeah. Um, but that dunk was pretty massive, and yeah, you could just see Gaze like just like uh, like like you know. <laughs> and do you remember yeah. he
2: couldn't remember his name either? So I had the box score open of that game, and I'm like, I'm reading this place. He's like, No, yeah. no, I'm like Byron Houston. He's like, That's it. That's the one. Yeah, he got Mitchell so excited. The we, exactly, it was to. right because was it, like, That's only. The he only scored two points in the game, and yeah, it was great yeah. sort of hearing that story. But he, he generally thought maybe that was a stitch-up that we were planning on showing that card yeah, at the yeah. end. Um, we didn't have the upper deck cards, and we didn't pull that one. But um, no, that was a great story. and Probably some other ones, as much as it was um, Melbourne winning against my beloved Wildcats there. But talking about what that first NBL Grand Final meant to him, um, and he mentioned it. Probably later on in life, it meant more, um, you know, cause he had that final win with his dad and, and being a father of his own later in life and knowing what that sort of would have meant to his dad and everything else like that. But um, I guess i still pinch myself personally that we had Andrew Gaze on the podcast. Um, you know, I mentioned to you guys before we we're recording, um, you know, look, I know this is a bit of a, an episode that it's going to, you know, we're not really going to talk about current stuff, but it's, it's Christmas Eve as we speak here. So we watched the game last night and the three commentators were Andrew Gaze, Liam Santa Maria and Jack Hebron. So three guys that we've, we've had on the podcast and, you know, Jack and, and Liam, especially are guys that I've sort of kept in touch with as, as well. So that's pretty special to see that. But, um, any maybe final thoughts from yourself, Woods, um, how special it was to have, um, Andrew Gaze on there and, and yeah, what, what that sort of meant to you.
1: It meant a lot to me, especially considering you think Leonard Copeland, Gaze were heroes of mine and my brothers in the backyard who try to emulate them. So, for me, they were like idols of mine. Um, and to actually be able to meet him in person and do this face-to-face with him was awesome. And for him to even tell stories about how that friendship between him and Leonard Copeland has lost the test of time over 30 years. They're in the conference together. They play golf every week. Um, just amazing because those two guys, you could just tell back in the day that, you know, They were tight as and just watching them play was was amazing so and that he's kept those friendships with the mark bradkeys of the world etc right so a lot of that stuff just um was nostalgic to to hear you know from him so we
2: talked about all those um current players dads that he played with as well would so whether it was you know bruce bolden um rest in peace cecil exon dave simmons all these sort of guys now um um you know who's these kids have sort of made it in the NBA, and made it on the world stage. It was great to hear. But you mentioned Lenard Copeland Woods. Maybe that's a name we'll get on in these next 100 episodes. Maybe watch this space for right? sure. Yeah.
0: Great idea. No, that was, uh, yeah. That, that uh, podcast with Andrew Gaze, you can just tell he, he's full of stories. He's so humble, like mm. so, so humble so and humble. and just like one of the boys and uh, such such amazing stories he had to share. So that was really good. And yeah, I do urge all the listeners to, to go back and listen to that again. It's a really good listen. Um, so yeah, that, that was Gazy. So I know we probably have another favorite memory, personal favorite of mine as well, actually. I, I'm a, what's yours,
1: Miles? what's yours? Uh, I mean, yeah.
0: you know, uh, Lee Ellis from the no dunks podcast is, uh, is a definite top three, uh, for the throwbacks, uh, guest list. I mean, he's just again, humble, one of the boys. Uh, probably a main reason why I listened to the No Dunks podcast as well. You know, having an Aussie on there, almost an ambassador for us in a way on that podcast was always a a lean into why I wanted to listen to it. So that was very cool. So when you guys got him on, that was a very, very, very cool moment for you. So uh, I guess, Woody, you got some stories to talk about that?
1: Yeah, I think the best thing to say is you mentioned that you wanted to listen to him because he's Australian. He was repenting us, right? When we had uh, Lee Ellis on the show, Robbie even said to him, "Look, man, um, a big part of why we're doing what we're doing is because you inspired us to do this, right? Listening to you on on the starters and and you know the basketball Jones, no dunks, etc., really gave me a hey. There's another Australian voice doing this, right? We can do this too." um and then he, he responded i don't know if you remember this robbie with something along the lines of i honestly did feel that As soon as i got involved with the starters and i was on nba tv i felt look i'm not just representing myself i'm representing all those fans out there in australia that love the game of basketball so the kind of impact he, he has had is you you talk about michelle Tim's, you know making um you know little girls believe that they could make it, you know, a, a small, um, you know, five foot seven girl wanting to make it to the pros. Well, a guy like Lee Ellis also, you know, gave hope to us guys here in Australia, working in the media and things like that, that we could make a future and, and do, do big things like Lee Ellis. So. That's that stands uh, out to me.
2: Totally true. Same for me, Woods. It was definitely someone, you know, hearing someone that talk like us. I know you're talking an American accent occasionally, Woods, but no, hearing someone with that full <laughs> Aussie accent that sounded like me and everything like that was just, yeah, amazing to hear. him again, such a humble guy and a great guest. Um, you know, like I'm actually still in contact with him a little bit. Um, we mentioned that trip we're going to. We've actually got Lee Ellis a ticket for one of the games we're going to, so he's um he's likely to come. He said he's still doing his um he's overseas um tours at the moment he should be back then so lee's gonna come and kick it with us at a game i think it's atlanta versus portland which is gonna be amazing we'll get a amazing. get a nice photo there and everything like that but um it's been great sort of following his journey and and hats off to him as well for you know he had that comfort of doing this podcast and that was his daily gig and now he's kind of got out of his um you know comfort circle there and he's he's traveling overseas and playing basketball in places that you never even knew they played basketball but um he he did love it um i think he said what did he say at the end was he said um anytime someone gets me on a podcast and wants to talk about old hoops and open a pack of cards he's always down for that right um he gave me a pretty good run for my for my money on the classic packs as well i'm going to call it a draw actually i think as well but, yeah. um...
1: I'll, I'll tell you i'll tell you guys something the name of my show is throwback hoop simply because you know we're nostalgic we like to look back on those fond times and uh you know late 80s early 90s you know that, that period of time where basketball was huge in australia Not that it is that isn't back to those uh lofty heights now but in the 90s it really broke out the nbl was huge gays copeland the nba was coming to the fore michael jordan etc lee ellis mentioned this lee ellis likes to look back on those memories those fond times right he's a throwback himself he loves those classic packs he loves talking about um uh, the all-star game you talked about the tom chambers all-star game right i think it was confidence and the Roland, baby and the confidence
2: Roland Black,
1: the Rolando blackman yeah 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 and we talked about how vince was participating in the um uh in the in the dunk contest and now you can't have you don't have those stars Lee Ellis also mentioned back then how much the All Star Game meant to people. I think Moses Malone was going up for a layup, and four guys came, came, came to take him down. I think he mentioned a story about that, how much the, the the game meant then. So it was nice to hear that insight from him, seeing what the All Star Game was, the dunk contest was back then, right, compared to where we are now. So. um yeah, I would think, you even yeah, manage to have yeah. a
2: chat about cricket with him as well, right? So I mean, I of all things, yeah. there, and I had to like, come on, guys, we don't have time for cricket. Um, episode sixty-two, this one was as well. So this was yep. February this year. So I mean, all the ones we've spoken about today, um, I think you could really go back, and they're pretty timeless episodes. You know, we're talking about more their careers and different things that have happened in their lives. We're not particularly talking about you know current things that happened that that week in the NBL or NBA, but definitely recommend people to go back and, and listen to that one. And-
1: And the opportunity that he just got a small window would leave alone the guys at the score, the the Basketball Jones guy, just kept ducking his head in, thinking, I know about basketball too, I know about basketball too, until that lockout came and they finally gave him the opportunity to go on that tour with him. And he just told his boss, look, I don't care if you find me, I don't have a job after I come back from the trip, I'm taking this opportunity to go on this trip right now because it could open up doors for me. And it did. And just to hear that story about how it eventuated, the friendship that these guys built over such a long period of time, um, it was heartening and, and and really really inspirational I think, I think
2: out of all the guests we had, this was someone that we felt like we knew, even though we yep. didn't you know what I mean just because we had listened to him for so many years we I think I said to him on the show, we knew your you know your wife 's name and your kid 's names and all those sort of things because we 've heard you so many times it was like having a friend that we'd never met and um it's great that we sort of made that connection now and look he's someone that I, I could almost say we would definitely get back on the show at some time there we'll get him back on and, and you know chop it up with him for sure
1: and i'll be honest with you sometimes you host a show sometimes i host a show sometimes sometimes i finish and i go oh, i could have done a little bit better i think i could have done this bit this way or that way and i'm very critical of myself but when i finished that lee ellis episode i thought hey man this just was so easy because I felt like I knew him. You no, know, yes. it was so easy. Everything just flowed on. And, uh, I was really happy with the the work we did on that show as well. Right. Because it, it being who he was made our life a lot easier. So yeah. Yes.
0: Yeah. Amazing fellow podcaster and inspiration. So I think it's really nice when he, he came on. So yeah, definitely listeners go back and have a listen to that one. So it's a great one. Um, and I know you guys have also, you know, made a lot of other good friends while recording the podcast um maybe speak to to us about that a little bit more
1: well let's talk about the sport blokes first of all right nathan Stewie become two of our closest friends um they flew down from perth for my 40th birthday you know we're on a group chat together the kind of bond that we've made with the sport blokes is like lifelong friendship so shout out to the sport blokes jacinta you know squint as as some of you might know her Uh, host of Shooting the Breeze, um, former WNBL player. uh, Become such, like like a sister to me, man, and and Robbie. And, um, you know, the kind of bond that we have with her. um, Mookie, shout out to Mookie as well. Shout out to... Champion
2: uh, guy,
1: Mookie, yeah. Yeah, Mookie, what a legend, man. These guys are like lifelong friendships with... Developed through the basketball community um, and, and social media and podcasting world, so if it wasn't for this podcast, we wouldn't have been able to, uh, you know, honour all those new friendships. Um, uh, yeah, and then this Sydney seeking man, the biggest, the biggest fan of the Sydney seeking on earth, right? Living, living in the USA, Sydney will be coming with us to Atlanta to a couple of games, I think, as well, right? He's
2: coming to that game. that hopefully Ellis is coming to, so we can't wait to kick him with Sid there, right?
1: And Sid, thanks for everything that you've sent to the show, mm. Pax, bobbleheads. Hattie Mills, bobbleheads, even little, head, love it. Yeah. E- even a little gift for Skittles. So shout mm-hmm. out to you, Sid, being one of our biggest fans, man. We love you, bro. Yeah.
2: Yeah, sort of going on from that as well, you're right, all these sort of lifelong connections and that. Um, for me, I mean, obviously people know that, you know, a, a part-time little gig for me is being an NBA one um, commentator for the Mighty Hills Hornets. Um I was so I guess honored to have Liam Santa Maria and Jack Heverin who've basically given me personal advice. You know, Liam's given me his mobile number. I've chatted to him on a couple of occasions and also Matt McQuaid. Sorry, I shouldn't forget Matt McQuaid as well. Matty McQuaid
1: so, for sure. All yeah.
2: three of those guys have given me some real um good feedback, um, given me some really good tips on how to to get the best out of doing this commentating role there. Um, and, you know, I really appreciate that there that, because, that, that, you know, obviously when you start with these things, you, you're certainly pretty inexperienced. I feel like I've got better with each season. I'm about to, you know, I'm preparing at the moment for the third season of doing that commentary there, which I can't wait. So, yeah, just those sort of guys, you know, Matt McQuaid, Liam Santa Maria and Jack Haveron, just for taking their time out of their busy schedules to to help a nobody like me and give me some some tips on on you know how to be a decent commentator and hopefully that's coming through so yeah like we said it's really opened the doors and given this these special connections with people that we never would have connected with before this and yeah very grateful for for this to have all happened
0: amazing amazing um i guess let's move on to the next part of our show uh, we, we had to
2: do this right for the hundredth episode yeah it's
0: inspired by the the last guest we just talked about mm-hmm. the ellis um so woody why don't you why don't you do your thing here for us 100th
1: episode all right so we're going to do classic packs today and lala because i know you're on the show um <laughs> don't I'm, go too- going to eight, I'm only going to eight i've only gonna eight pack today there's only eight in the new new package it's what? it's a it's yeah. a 21 22 nba hoops and right. and let it be known we've done the 88 89 hoops that's the earliest edition i think we've done so you're talking about that this this particular brand of cards we've opened this is what over 30 years older than the the, the first pack we opened. So, um twenty one twenty two, I know your knowledge is on point, Lal, So, let's see if you can beat the master to a couple of the uh, emails. Yeah, give, give, give Lyle us a, a bit of a chance here. I'll let
2: have some, yeah.
1: <laughs> He's in bad form anyway lately. Oh, get off it,
2: mate. <laughs> Go back and watch those last few episodes. killing it. Hey, just pull some Hawks. At least we know we won't get Danny Manning in this one. So, that's the one good thing about a newer pack, right?
1: Okay, look. The Celtics have needed this guy to step up this year uh, in a bench role and play some significant minutes. He's always had a lot of potential. Um, guard. Peyton Pritchard? Peyton Pritchard.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, he was a great college player. I think he was from the Oregon area there. He was a really you know, great great high school and college player there but you're right he's really stepping up this year when he gets his chance he's quite good isn't he yeah absolutely Um,
0: and i think when the injuries happen on the celtics you see him really step up and he can shoot a good ball like you can see he's he's quite good from deep there Um, quite
2: popular in boston too right
0: yeah it seems so yeah
2: i think we expected a
1: lot more from this guy coming out of college um cleveland cavaliers wing Uh, a great defender his minutes have dwindled a little bit um, um, Isaac Okoro. Yeah.
2: Isaac Okoro. Yeah, I mean he's that real sort of three and D type player. But yeah, I think he's he's gonna carve out a role in the NBA, but maybe not what people were maybe hoping.
0: Yeah, he just needs to score more on that team or help right. That's all it is, really. Um
1: Yeah. Okay, Lala. Part owner of the Southeast Melbourne Fix. One of the great point guards of our generation that's been riddled with injuries, right? Really fast. This is his Houston Rockets card. Also had some time with the Clippers and then, most notably, um, built a career at the Washington Wizards, teaming up with Bradley Beal in the backcourt. John Wall. John Wall. John Wall. That's
2: a good one to pull there. Yeah, he was recently down That's here, it. wasn't he, with his, his yep.
1: Southeast Melbourne? Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, apart, uh,
0: uh, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah it's pretty cool. I don't know. Yep. Along
1: with Josh Childress and I think uh, Zebo as well has some stake yeah, in the career. Yeah. Right.
0: Yep. Would you say his career is over now in the nba oh there's- I, think I
2: think when you're missing a whole season it's going to be hard to
1: get back around. yeah he's, he's saying that he's healthy. working out with teams this year and looking to come on for a play front because last year what he got let go from the clippers they no, got injured yes last year from the Clippers. Yeah.
2: he actually had some moments as well so maybe yeah. you know who knows maybe he will fit in with the team
1: because the southeast melbourne phoenix trying to get him to come and play here potentially but he's like look i'm still holding on hope that oh, um, man, cool. after the all-star here i can get on the team for a playoff run right but he's still only 34. maybe yeah the early 30s he'd be okay. um yeah um, all right ravi i'm not i'm not even let you guess this one imagine if i was to pull one card lala of a current yeah. player <laughs> Young. awesome that's great what
2: a card yeah that's very cool in great form as well we should say yeah the he's, team, he's doing the really well. maybe not yeah yeah, yeah
0: what is it, averaging thir- over 30 and 10 assists over the last he's uh, on that
2: streak now i think it's second most of all time of 30 points and and 10 um, assists in six consecutive games they passed jordan yeah. he's just got i think oscar robertson to pass now as well
1: yeah okay this is one of our favorite hawks of all time um, initially started life the utah jazz before moving to the hawks then the denver nuggets and recently finished off his career uh with brooklyn and i think philly for a short little oh, step wow. lala number 24. number tw- yeah well number oh, four in this
2: no, for hawks of course i'll leave this on to Lala. See so if we can get it I, that's a guy that i love he's probably a top five yeah. multiple
1: time all-star lala yeah yeah started off the utah jazz then moved not, to the not Atlanta flashy Hawks. Player,
2: but yeah, a no,
1: just get the player. get the job done like a bit of a fundamental type player Bit Man, of a tim duncan type of
0: team now how am i missing
2: this
1: okay he right. was one of was he one of the four to make the all-star team that year of
2: course yeah with kyle Cordy yeah he Jeffs, was, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hallford, yeah he was i've got that jersey actually the somewhere
0: team. the number four yep. all-star jersey
2: No, show me who it is paul myself he's one of those players yep. woods i've got two of his utah jerseys i've got a denver nugget jersey and about I'm going to say four Hawks he. so he's pretty he's well represented in that wardrobe behind me, though.
0: He's not signed anywhere at the moment, is he? Nah, he's, I think he's no, officially
1: retired. retired, yeah. He's, he's officially retired. Did. Okay, this big man has always been in trade talks, but he has just stayed with the same team. Does he Another love, does he love
2: Lego? It, Lego, I was about to say. He <laughs> loves Lego. He oh, loves Lego. Lego. Yeah. Who is it? Lala. Lala.
1: Yeah.
0: Lala.
2: It, came, it actually came up on my Facebook page last night. His Lego mm-hmm. collection is out of control, honestly. It's actually, anyone check that out if they're interested in okay. Lego. He's got a, a Darth Vader type full-size Lego with his seven foot head on it. It's yeah, seven amazing. foot. Yeah. Did, it's he, did he
1: watch Nothing about Net yesterday with the I didn't. No, I did see him uh, at the end
2: of that, though. Yeah, I did see a bit of yeah, that. Yeah, so was,
1: there, was a, there was a segment on Milestone and this whole collection. Nice. But, um, very impressive. Okay. okay, class of 2021 rookie class. This rookie is extremely talented, and with the Warriors really struggling at the moment, there's a lot of talk for him to get more minutes into that rotation. Right? He, he's a knockdown shooter, brings energy off the bench. Did, uh, did Charles Barkley know a, who he
2: was when he talked about him? In the he's drive? a guard.
1: Probably not. You're talking Moses Moody. Right? Who, who are we talking? Moses Moody.
2: Yeah, so remember um, Charles Barkley really yeah. fumbled on his name, called him Moody Mose- Moosie <laughs> or something like that. Mosey. Yeah, yeah, yeah so that was quite funny. No, Shaq or yeah. Charles Barkley? Am I getting that wrong? It was one of those. Um, Charles Barkley. It was Charles Barkley. Okay, Lala, also part
1: of that young core for Golden State, he's starting to prove himself uh, on yeah. the floor. Uh, who am I talking about? And Kuminga. Jonathan Kaminga. Jonathan Kaminga, exactly. Oh, done, love.
2: Hey, where is he from, Woods Kaminga?
1: Originally, he's in the G League, right?
2: West Indian descent something like that?
1: Yeah, let's have a look at that one.
2: I thought you would have been all over that. Congo. Congo, Congo, Congo. He's from the. He's, he's from one the, of his parents, right? I think I, think I read that. The
1: D- D- yeah. Democratic Republic of Congo. He
2: is showing some stuff this year. he's also wears <laughs> the worst number I've ever seen that anyone can wear double zero. That's got to be the worst ever number you can wear. sure surely. surely. Alright, well that's it.
1: Nice pack. Really nice pack.
2: Hey, we got Troy Young. That wasn't a stitch up, was it, in Andrew Gays' words that we got Troy Young. <laughs> no. But
0: that was really good. Ah, oh, well we'll come to the end of this hundredth episode, so thanks Lala. That was thanks fun. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for letting me host. It was a very big honor. I appreciate it. Um and just for all you the need take, man again, make sure you subscribe on YouTube or or follow wherever you listen to your podcast. Um and Also uh, Twitter or X as it's now called, so at throwbackhoops with an S or Instagram, it's throwback.hoops. And of course, uh, if you need to email us, at throwbackhoopspodcast.gmail.com. And I guess I'll shout out, I'll, I'll throw to you, Robbie, if you want to do some shout outs here.
2: Yeah, definitely. Look, I wanted to read through a bit of a list. You know, bear with me for a minute or two. I want to read out a name of all the, the special guests that have come on the show. Um then I'm also going to introduce uh, introduce another little special guest who we promised would get a little appearance in this hundred episodes. So I'm gonna kinda of go in order. So look our first guest of the show, it was you, Lola. So thanks for that, mate. Um and then going down, um, and just a big thank you to all these people. So we had Coach Hesh, Jaden Oakley, Joseph core Body Nodge, Liam Santa Maria. Michelle Timms and Andrew Gaze, who we've spoken about today. Um, Andrew Canyon, Jacob Jacomas, uh, Jaden Oakley, uh, of course, the sports blokes. Um, Matt Clayton, my brother, uh, Brad Rosen, Big Prabs, Jacinta Govind, Jackson McDonald, Matt McQuaid, PJ Terry Johnson, AJ Ogilvy, uh, Kane Pittman, Rashad Kelly, uh, Mookie Skirale, who we spoke about today, Glenn Cooper, um, Lauren Loz Nicholson, uh, we're going to get her back on the show for sure. Uh, Lee Ellis, who we talked talk about those stories today. Uh, Brian Brownfield, Jack Heverin, Adam Ballinger, Sean Montague, Bob Turner, and the basketball blokes. So that was kind of the, the last guest we had on there. Um, I'm just going to see if our little guest is, is ready to come on. I'm going to open the door, and I think she is. Um, so I'm going to put the headphones who on. It be? Um, uh, I'm not sure. She's going to come in now. Let's have a look, right? I want to congratulate my daddy and Woody for doing a hundred great episodes. I am your number one fan. Thanks, thanks, buddy. thanks. Yeah. thanks. <laughs> you gotta love that. It's a bit hey, shy, but she was rocking that Buddy Hill Pacers jersey there, so showing a her, her, her love of the NBA there. So I'm um, glad we could do that. I know she. Um, I think we promised her after about episode 20 was if we made it to 100, we'd get her on there. So no, that was yep. that was real nice if we to do that. Shout out to Em's.
0: Shout out to Em's. Good job, Emma. Um, I guess that's the end guys so I want to just say thanks again as a a listener, thank you for the 100 amazing episodes and I look forward to 100 more so peace out guys, thanks for having me on
1: Peace
2: out I look forward to the next 100